Bienvenidos and welcome back to Puro Pinche Gol, the place we discuss all things USMNT y la Selección Mexicana. My name is Adrian. Joining me once again on this Friday afternoon is my co-host and Tocayo, Adrian. Adrian, what's good, man? Broski, I'm just glad that it's Friday. It was a, even though I was on vacation, it was kind of a tough week at work. Those two days that I had to work, <laughs> when I was back in the office, they were kind of tough, but I'm just glad that it's Viernes Botanero, that I get to see some Liga Mekis and I get to uh, make another pod episode with you, man. There you go, man. Um, yeah, man, this one's going to be an exciting one. Uh, we're going to be discussing um, Mexico, man. Uh, 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 Mexico, who, you know, we particularly, a, a position I'll get into right now shortly, but um, Mexico that we know, we were talking before we started recording this pod, um, that Mexico currently does not have many players in Europe. I think it was seven in the top 10 leagues. Um, there's not a lot of depth to La Selección Mexicana at this point, not a lot of quality of depth, at least. But I think what, what today's topic is, left back, I think left back is one of the positions where there is surprisingly a good amount of depth and a depth that uh, a lot of young depth that uh, of, of young players that are coming up and uh, can come into that role, grow into that role as uh, other older players that are currently taking that position, um, you know, kind of phase out. But uh, yeah, topic of today's episode, man, left back from Mexico, um, something that in recent years has kind of been a question mark, kind of been kind of uh, owned by Arteaga or uh, Jesus Gallardo or, you know, others. But um, I think this is, like I said, the position where four or five names come up when you think left back for Mexico, all of which are are, are a quality or up and coming um, that could easily slip into that position for Mexico. But uh, yeah, man, uh, why don't you give us kind of a rundown of what that situation looks like for Mexico right now for the left back uh, position? Sure. Um, I mean, as, as you know, since 2018, when uh, Jesus Gallardo had a breakthrough year with Pumas, he has essentially commandeered that position for uh, El Tri during, you know, 2018 World Cup, 2022, and just most recently on the last tournaments that El Tri has participated on. Um, you know, coaches from Osorio to all the way to Tata Mesquino and Jimmy Lozano, they've all, all decided to choose Jesus Gallardo over any other player that is out there and eligible for El Tri. Um, and, you know, I would say that between 2018 and 2022, there were some, there wasn't that much competition for Jesus Gallardo to, you know, not be considered the, the starter for that specific position. You know, you had, you know, players like Gerardo Arteaga and Omar Campos coming up. They were super young. Arteaga, you know, had just moved to Genk and we didn't know if he was going to be, you know, a, you know, uh, a really good player or if, if, I guess constantly getting featured by, by Genk and Omar Campos, you know, was still like 17, 18, making a breakthrough in Liga MX. Uh, and most more, more, you know, more recently now on the, on the, on the, on 2023 or after 2022, uh, all the fans, including myself have started to question whether Jesus Gallardo is the best uh, player for that position. Hell, even in 2022, um, I think we all agreed that it was time for Gerardo Arteaga to take the role. Um, unfortunately, when Arteaga was given the opportunity, he didn't, uh, you know, had the best performances out there. The most recent one that I can think of is against the USMNT where he got uh, a red card. So, you know, even, even when he was given the opportunity, he didn't perform as expected. And unfortunately for Omar Campos, uh, he just didn't settle in, in Santos, as we all expected, we all thought he was going to either move to a bigger team in Mexico 
or you go and start playing or I guess attract the attention of European teams. But he just struggled with Santos after maybe a couple of, couple of seasons uh, showing, you know, uh, I guess the sparks of his uh, talent. And, you know, nowadays he just moved to LAFC. So I think it's going to be more difficult for him to either move to the Europe or, you know, be in contention for that specific position. Um, and just to, to echo the comments that you Well, the, the comments that you, you used to start this this podcast was um, the depth that, the, that Mexico has right now. If you look at the entire roster for le left backs or eligible players to for, for this for this role, um, th there isn't much excitement to be honest with you. All of them play in Liga MX, uh, with the exception of Omar Campos, right? Because he plays in MLS now. Um, but it isn't like the old you know previous years where you had Gerardo Arteaga playing in Henk, and you have very interesting prospects coming up uh, on, on the ranks. So th this is, I, I think we have ignored this, this specific situation for Mexico, or this specific position for Mexico in the last uh, eight years, be all because of, uh, sorry, Jesus Gallardo. And whether we like it or not, he tends to perform with Mexico. Uh, he tends to have, you know, decent tournaments with Mexico. So that's probably the reason why we have overlooked this position. But I think if we don't pay attention to it today, it's going to become a weakness for 2026. Yeah, I guess what, what I was referencing to uh, about the, I guess sounded kind of excited in the beginning of referencing to the left back position. But uh, what I was referencing, I guess my excitement towards it was there. Yeah, uh, Gallardo's kind of, uh, if he goes down, you know, you're thinking, who do you have right away to replace him, right? Because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, he's been a constant rock there for the last five, six, seven years for Mexico, for Monterrey, um, for Pumas, not for Pumas. Uh, was it, he was at Pumas, right? Yeah, for Pumas. Yeah, um, started at Pumas. But, um, you know, there, there's there's a couple names that uh, go are being thrown out there for possible left-back replacements. Um, Jonathan Gomez, Jogo, who played for the USMNT, mm -hmm. who still hasn't made um, a commitment fully. I mean, he's played for the USMNT, but he can still make a final one-time one transfer. Um, he's an exciting prospect. Um, Gerardo Tiaga, okay, he just moved back from Europe, and uh, it's, he's he's not in the best position. He's going to be playing back up to Jesus Gallardo Vera Monterrey, uh, but he... He he was decent at Gank. I, I, we still don't understand. We're, we're going to make a video as to you know discussing all these Mexicans coming back to Liga MX. Um, I you know obviously wasn't wasn't the best move for him, but uh, he he's kind of a toss up. He usually plays more better than 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 not for Mexico. Um, and then you know obviously Omar Campos, as you said, he was he was a prospect, but he's kind of like I, I believe he's going to probably be filtered out as well by playing abroad in LAFC. But then you have a uh, What's his name? Alonso, the, the guy that plays for Pachuca. Um, yes. Who's, yeah, who's also just 22, right? I mean, Joe goes 21. Um, Gerardo Tiaga's 25. I, yeah, it's a problem, but, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of young prospects coming up uh, that I think um, still, you know, aren't at, at their peak, but uh, can, you know, tr transition into that role by 2026. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, are there any you want to particularly talk about or go – Specific. Well, I just want to say that I, that I appreciate your optimism, man, because I have this bias of if uh, if if they play in Liga Mekis, you know, they're not necessarily the best option. But once you look at the entire picture, you don't have that many options anyways. Yeah, who um, else is there in Europe? I mean. ex exactly. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like I did an extensive search of, you know, 
Mexican players in Europe, whether if it was, you know, on a, you know, La Liga 2 or Bundesliga 2 or what, you know, second division on any of the top 10 leagues, um, there aren't any left backs out there uh, that you can choose from, right? Um, most of them are like, you know, offensive players or center backs, right? You don't have that many uh, wing, I guess, uh, fullbacks. Except Jogo. Exactly. With the exception of Jogo, but he's a dual national. And so uh, it's kind of hard to um, to say whether or not he's going to go back to Mexico. Well, choose Mexico over USMNT anyways. Um, but I, I do appreciate your optimism because I think that keeps us leveled <laughs> and <laughs> allows the, uh, the the PPG family to, you know, uh, you know, make a, make a, a, a better, uh, a more educated assumption of what, you know, we want to present here, but on the names that I put on the list, I think the, the most exciting ones for me are Jonathan Gomez, who is playing for Real Sociedad. Well, not, not Real Sociedad. Uh, he's playing for... Uh, uh, sec- yes, for Mirandes. Mirandes. Second yeah. division in, um, in La Liga, La Liga 2. Uh, so he has started for 15 games out of uh, 24, and he has been substituted in six. Three on the bench, um, no suspensions, zero injuries. I think that's solid, dude. Uh, yeah. I, I think this is this is perhaps the most exciting talent that Mexico has within its uh, sight or within its scope. Um, with the exclusion that you know this is dual national, and we still don't know if he's going to commit to whether uh, to the USMNT or, or Mexico. But I think Jonathan Gomez is perhaps the most exciting talent right now out there for that specific position. The second one that I think we should keep a close eye on is Daniel Alonso Aceves, who um, was with Real Oviedo before he went to Pachuca. Then he went to Pachuca and he got loaned out to Chicago Fire, where he had, you know, a decent uh, season with Chicago Fire last season. I mean, most of the time he was benched, uh, but he had, out of 30 matches, he had nine starting, uh, starting uh, I guess, nine starts as a, as a starting player. Substituted in 11, 10 on the bench, and no injuries and no suspensions. So, I mean, he got some minutes here and there. He's only 21. He's, I think, starting with Pachuca now. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's, uh, you know, if, if he's uh, chosen to be like the next next upcoming talent in La Liga MX. Um, and the last two that I have, which, you know, are, uh, this, these are new players. I wouldn't say that these are, you know, newcomers. Um, two players that we have seen extensively in Liga MX. The, the first one is Jesus Angulo, who plays as a left back for Tigres, although we all know that his best position is as a left center back, not as a left back. Um, but he's an option that maybe Jimmy Lozano has to explore. Jesus Angulo is known for more, more for his defensive prowess rather than for his offensive um, uh, skills. But I think overall, he's a decent uh, left back. He reminds me a lot of um, Torres Nilo. And I think Torres Nilo was very underestimated and underused in, in uh, El Tri. Uh, and I, I hope that this isn't the case for Jesus Angulo. The other one I have is Kevin Alvarez. And the only reason why I'm not too excited about Kevin Alvarez is because, yes, we all know that he's a very good player. He is talented, fast. He is prone to go to the offensive he still needs to grow defensively speaking. Um, but the fact that he went from Pachuca to America, um, at least for me, for my bias opinion, right? Uh, I just ha- find it very hard to 
jump on the bandwagon of Kevin Alvarez just because I don't think he's going to go to Europe anytime soon. Um, you know, he's not, not necessarily a undisputed starting 11 player at America. Um, and, you know, the fact that he just decided to go to a bigger club in Liga Mekis for a higher fee just, you know, essentially puts a nail, nail of his coffin that he most likely will not go to Europe anytime soon. So you brought up three key points that I kind of want to discuss further with you, but I'll, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll zero in on the most recent one that you mentioned here. You mentioned Kevin Alvarez, who we know is uh, primarily a right back uh, for La Selección and mm -hmm. for America. If you're considering Kevin Alvarez as a possible replacement for left back, can't you consider Julian Araujo, who plays right back in Europe, uh, as a possible replacement for left back? You are totally right. But the only reason why I'm considering, considering Kevin Alvarez as a left back replacement is because on the right back you have two solid players for to fulfill that position right if you look at the left back you don't really have that many established players and true, if you're true. if your intention is to face out someone like Jesus Gallardo who albeit he's not necessarily old but he's 29 years old so you know that he's you know he's if not at the peak of his game he's definitely on the downhill of the peak of that uh of his talents right so Again, if you look at the entire roster of eligible left backs that you have, it's very, it's for at least for me, it's difficult to, you know, name three that you, that you know for sure are solid replacements as left backs. I think on the other side, on the right back, you have, you know, Julian Araujo, as you mentioned, which I think should be the starter now that Jorge Sanchez is back in Cruz Azul. You have Jorge Sanchez, but on top of that, I mean, you can go and look at Ricardo Chavez from San Luis, who is a very solid player. Uh, you can look at uh, this guy from Dundee. It's Alan, uh, Alan Portales, I think. Yeah. Um, that guy also, he, he plays as a right back, solid. He plays in Scotland for Dundee FC. He can also play as a center back. So there, there are a few names on the picking order that you can choose ahead of Kevin Alvarez on the right side. Yeah, and Antonio Portales. Uh, Antonio Portales, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. There, there's more quality, I guess, on the right back side than left back. Um, you mentioned phasing out Jesus Gallardo. Um, uh, you know, I've been watching Monterrey this season. We're only in Clausura. I mean, we're only in the uh, third match or fourth match now this weekend. Jesus Gallardo hasn't played, if I recall correctly. Is he injured? I can't can't recall his injury. Yes, he injured. sustained an injury, I believe, either at the end of last season or during preseason for, for this uh, uh, Clausura. 2024 um he had some something to do with his knee i don't think he underwent surgery uh he just he's just been going to rehab and he has returned to regular practice um but that just goes to show that he isn't that young anymore and it's taking him a longer time to recover right and another thing that also uh, local pundits have said in, in monterrey is that the the staff has noticed that he is a struggling uh, you know, more and more to have that, you know, kind of box-to-box to box to box, uh, ability, right? He he was known for being a left-back who can also play as a left-wing-back or as, as a left-wing and essentially run the entire pitch from, you know, top to bottom. And during last season, they realized that he he's becoming slower just due to be, because of age, and he is struggling even more to uh 
you, you know, to retain his stamina throughout the 90 minutes. So there isn't a reason why. I mean, there, it isn't necessarily performance-based. The reason why he's not playing right now is more because of an injury. But even at, their, at, his, at his club, they, they are realizing that, you know, maybe his best years are past him. Okay. Yeah. And you reference phasing him out. Um, he's only still only 29. Like you said, I mean, that you, compared to the other guys, he's, he's old, he's an old fart, but I mean, 29 <laughs> isn't, isn't crazy old for a defender. Maybe, maybe a little bit older on the other side for a, a wing wing backs. Right. But, uh, you think it's, it's a hundred percent time to phase him out. I mean, when we're talking about Jesus Gallardo, who is part of a mech, uh, a Monterrey, uh, you know, back four that, just two seasons ago, led in very few goals, uh, accumulated 41 points, um, always top two or three, if not super leader in, you know, the last four or five seasons, torneos cortos. Um, you know, he's still, perf- I mean, he might not be performing at the level of box to box as he was, but he's adapted his game to, you know, be a reliable left back for Monterrey and for La Selección. Are we counting him out too early? Um, I, I don't think so. What I'm trying to say what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is that we have to realize that by the time 2026 comes, he's gonna be 30, 31 years old, right? And he probably won't be at the peak of his game. So why not try to get ahead of that specific challenge and find a replacement? I mean, there's a reason why Monterrey brought Gerardo Ortega back. Right. And it's because they see they see the problem with Jesus, Jesus Gallardo not being able to run the entire pitch all 90 minutes and they they are trying to mitigate that risk by bringing in Carlos Ortega and potentially using Jesus Gallardo as a left wing rather than as a left back so to me it's just a no-brainer I mean if I was Jimmy Lozano I will be paying attention to this kind of moves that Monterrey is making because this is a player that you that you want to feature pretty much constantly uh I mean who else are you going to call you're not going to call Omar Campos you're not going to call uh, Jonathan Gomez. I don't think he's going to call Jonathan Gomez. I don't think he's going to call um, Jesus Angulo. He's probably going to call Kevin Alvarez. But Kevin Alvarez, as, as you mentioned, he's primarily a right back. He's not a left back. Even though I think those positions are inter- interchangeable, right? You don't you don't really need to be a uh, left, uh, left, I guess, uh, left-footed player to play right. as a left back, right? Um, but that, that's my thing. It's like I, I, I'm not trying to say that we, they should get rid of Jesus Gallardo right now. What I'm trying to say is we are we have time, plenty of time, to start prepping for that specific moment where we start noticing the decay of Gallardo as a great performer for L3. Yeah, and uh, that time is going to go by quickly. Um, yes. You know, we say we got time, <laughs> but 2026 and the Copa America is right around the corner. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the third point that you kind of mentioned that I brought that kind of, you know, did a light bulb here for me. Um, we, we mentioned Jonathan Gomez, Jogo. Um, if you're Jonathan Gomez at this point, wouldn't you be more attracted to joining El Three, knowing that they have all this lack of talent there in that position, yeah. lack of talent in Europe? Um, and you'll probably be guaranteed more time here for El Three than, you know, behind uh, Jedi Robinson. I 100% agree with you, man. I think he has a steeper uh, challenge at the USMNT trying to find his way into the, you know, the, the I guess the A team uh, rather than finding his way to the Mexico's A team. Like, there's, there's just if he if he 
continues to be a an, an up and coming talent in Europe, right? Even if he stays at a you know low 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 I guess mid low table team in uh, in Spain or a you know middle of the table team in Portugal, it, Italy, wherever wherever you want, right? I think that's way better for him in 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 uh, keeping himself fresh in the eyes of El Tri and Doña Fede than trying to copy, compete against, you know, Anthony Robinson. Uh, who else do you have on the left back for the USMNT that is ahead of him? Um, I mean, Scali plays there sometimes as well. Um, I mean, do you have a plethora of players who can uh, can just pick pick up that position, right? If Anthony Robinson goes down with an injury, there's at least three players ahead of Jonathan Gomez who can take that role. And I mean, I, I would even go as far as to say that maybe Triple G will prefer a an MLS left back over Jonathan Gomez just because he plays in La Liga 2. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you, man. I, it, it's it's definitely time to kind of start talking about this, at least start mentioning it as Gallardo gets older and Arteaga um, maybe finds minutes um, limited his first season or two at Monterrey playing second fiddle to uh, Gallardo. Um, Adrian, man, as we wrap up this episode, brother, where can our listeners find us, dude? They can always find us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and turn on the notifications. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast on. Last but not least, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Puro Pinche Gol. We post stuff every now and then. Yeah, make sure to follow us on your preferred social media platform of choice. And let us know in the comments below. We definitely like interacting with you guys and uh, reading y'all's comments. Are you uh, Team Adrian or Team Adrian here? Uh, are you as worried as Adrian is uh, about uh, this left-back position? Or are you more optimistic like I am, thinking that you know there's, there is youth coming up through the ranks? We just haven't got to the point where uh, they're playing at the highest level. Um, Adrian seems to be, uh, you know, very flustered about this and uh, doesn't doesn't have much faith in that position going forward. I can't but, sleep, uh, dude. <laughs> let, let let us know, but down in the comments below, definitely. Um, do you do you think this is something that El Tri and Jimmy need to worry about, and uh, who would you like to be given see given the chance here for left back for Mexico? Um, there, man. Yeah, another good episode with your brother. Um, you know, the uh, January transfer windows pretty much closed everywhere except for a few markets now. So uh, I think our next episode here, we're going to be discussing the the big elephant in the room, uh, all the Mexico El Tri players that came back to Mexico, um, to Liga Mekis. Um, we'll be kind of doing a dip, deep dive on that analysis. So make sure to stick with us here on PPG. And uh, I'll see you in the next one, brother. Always a pleasure, my friend. Likewise, man. See ya. Deuce.